Today on the show, I'll be interviewing Bridger Pennington. Bridger Pennington is the founder of three investment funds that have done over 317 deals in the past three years. He started helping others launch their own funds through Investment Fund Secrets, an online program with over 4,000 students designed to help them start investment funds without working on Wall Street or having an expensive Ivy League degree. Bridger has spoken on stage to thousands of people across the United States and is determined to help entrepreneurs scale their businesses through launching their own investment funds. Bridger is actually a personal mentor of mine. I'm in his mastermind. It was by far the single best investment I've made into my own education. I've learned more in the past six months than in the past three years of college with his help. In addition to the education, we also have a mastermind group where you can network with other fund managers who are already in the game. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hey Bridger, welcome to the show. Jalen, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. So I know where we um, have you blocked off for about 45 minutes, so I'll jump right into it. So many of our listeners, um, we've probably had you show up in our Instagram or Facebook feed at some point. Um, but for those of us who don't know you, can you give us just a quick one to two minute intro of who you are and what you're doing? Yeah, well, I'm excited to be on your show too, man. It's gonna be fun to talk today. Um, yeah, my name is Bridger Pennington. Um, I, uh, yeah, if you've seen me online, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> for ads that will hit people. I have like friends that see our ads, but um, we're gonna a couple different companies. So I started my first fund at age 22. I've launched two investment funds right now, launching a third fund. And we can, we'll probably talk about what a fund is, how those works. Uh, this is the world of private equity, hedge funds, venture capital. I ran two debt funds right now. We're launching a crypto and another real estate fund right now. So that's the world we're in. Um, additionally, we've started to teach people online how to do funds. So I think that's how we got connected, Jalen. Um, is we run ads to a company called Investment Fund Secrets. So we actually bring in myself and a number of other fund managers together to talk about funds, how to start them, how to get them going, how to build one without going to Harvard for 20 years or working on Wall Street for 20 plus years. We help the regular Joe, people like me and you go out and launch and scale investment funds. So that's been a really fun company to run. Um, it's more of a, almost like a passion project company for me. It's just, I, I think it's really fun to be a part of. We've got about 4,000 students we work with. We have people in our group that are just doing amazing things. We have one, one company, they've, uh, they have 2.5 billion under management. Um, they started with zero and they joined our program. I don't take credit for that growth. We taught them the frameworks of how they did it. They blew up like crazy. We have a couple funds near, near to or close to a hundred million dollars. And then a handful of funds between, you know, 10 million and 40 million in all different categories that we've helped, you know, launch and scale. So it's been, it's been fun to be a part of. Awesome stuff. Yeah. So I guess while we're on the topic, what exactly is a fund and why shouldn't people just keep syndicating deals or just do a deal by deal basis? What's really the point of a fund? Yeah. Well, let's start with that question first. Like what is a fund? Right. And then, we, yeah, we can get into syndications and all that kind of stuff. So for in most basic sense too, we'll just start basic here. I'm sure you guys all know this, but of all the fund, when I say the word fund, all I mean, all the fund is, is just a pool of money. Investors put money into that pool and then slick talking fund managers like me and you can draw from that pool. We can go invest into assets or whatever those assets are. When those assets make money, it flows back to the pool and then it gets split between the fund manager and then the investor. When I say fund, that's all I mean. Now there's a lot of different flavors of those types of funds. You can syndicate money. You can do a, a formal like form D 506 B fund. We can talk about what that means in a minute. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but in most general sense, that's it. 
All it is is a pool of money. Investors put money in and we go make investments. Now you, so you hear words like private equity, hedge funds, venture capital, debt funds, right? They're all pretty much the same. The only difference between all of those is what they invest into. So if you have, for instance, like a really simple one is real estate. A real estate fund is still a pool of money. They go buy and sell real estate out of that pool of money. A private equity fund, the only difference, the same pool of money, they go and buy private ownership or private equity in businesses. A great example is Sycamore Partners. Sycamore Partners is a fund on Wall Street. Uh, they own Staples, like the, you know, the company Staples, you go and pick up like, you know, office stuff there, Staples, uh, Nine West Shoes, Aeropostale, the clothing company. Last year, they were trying to buy Victoria's Secret. That's a private equity company. They buy private businesses. You can buy restaurants, you can buy Amazon businesses. A hedge fund, same thing, a pool of money. All they do is they buy public businesses or public securities. So they'll buy uh, stocks, bonds, options, derivatives, Forex, crypto. It's all under the hedge fund space. So when I talk about funds, I mean, this is the, this is the world of high finance. This is where people that are good at money, they all one day end up in the fund world because it makes fund managers so much money. I mean, it's like, it's one of the most lucrative business models in the history of the world um, is running a fund. Uh, one example is Ken Griffin. He makes every single month, not his stock price goes up and down, not like his, you know, his net worth goes up. He literally takes home from his, his fund Citadel. He makes a hundred million a month from his fund. Just one income source, a hundred million a month he takes home. That's not personal investments. That's not stock price goes up and down. Like Jeff Bezos, his stock price goes up. He makes more and then he goes down. No, he makes a hundred million a month just from income from running his fund. It's, it's just insane how much money is generated through running a fund. So that's the world of funds we're talking about. And I got off topic. What was the other question, Jaylen, what, what we were talking about? No, it sounds like you really hit the nail on the head. So you're 26 now. What pushed you to start a fund so early instead of putting your five, 10 years on Wall Street like many other people do? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I can tell my whole origin story as well. But like to that specific question, I think... I, I remember I got to college and my purpose in college day one was I am here to make money. Like the, so number one, let me step back a second. The number one cause of divorce is financial reasons. The number one cause of suicide is financial reasons. The number one um, cause of stress in people's lives are financial reasons. Now money isn't everything, but when you put, put those things together, money can make your life a little bit easier. And most people, they don't, they don't realize it, but the reason they go to work every single day, some people do realize it, some people don't, is to make money. If they stopped paying you today, would you show up? Well, the answer is no. Even though I love my job, I probably wouldn't show up. Why? Because the reason you're there is money. And if those are the biggest problems in people's lives in general, I said, I said a decision. When I got to college, I said, day one, I'm going to figure out the money game as quickly as possible. If there's any game to master first and quick, quick as possible is money. I want to master the money game first. And I think my life now, it's not gonna be perfect. I'm still gonna have problems, but it's going to be, I think a little bit easier. And I saw my parents struggle through money problems. And you know, that comes from just a lot of people have that in their background. You see a lot of people around you struggling with money. And so I, I said, I'm gonna figure this out. So I, um, I got to college. My mindset was the whole purpose of me being at college was how can I make money as quickly as possible? 
the reason for a major, the reason to study so hard is this is an investment in myself that I can make a lot of money in the future. And some people say that, Matt, it's a really bad way to look at life. And I say, that's a great way to look at life. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go after my passion, right? I, I think, yeah, you know, find something you love and you get into flow into, but also find something that makes you a ton of money as quickly as possible. Because you can love your job. I don't know if you're going to love it for the next 45 years. And when you're 65 and you're still broke, I don't know if you're still going to love that job. Um, so that was, anyways, I'm getting on a tangent. That was my purpose of going to college was I was going to figure out how to make money as quickly as possible. So I got into, I got into school. I started a bunch of, and I, I thought entrepreneurship is the, is the fastest way to get there. And so in school, I didn't take generals. I didn't take, um, I didn't take biology. I never took chemistry. I literally went to school. I took finance, accounting, econ. I took a SEO. I took a real estate class. I took Google ads I just took any and anything that, and I would buy courses online like crazy. I was just buying courses. I'd make, I was, I was working at the time. So I was saving money and paying for tuition. And then if I had extra money, I'd buy courses or go to free stuff like YouTube university and just learn stuff. So I started six different businesses, my first years of college. Um, and not just business ideas. These were actual businesses that were up and running, actually making money. We did, um, I built websites for people. We did uh, Chinese um, Chinese tutoring. I speak Mandarin Chinese. I served a mission, a two-year mission overseas, a church mission. Um, it was awesome in Taiwan. So I speak Mandarin Chinese. So we tutored people on Mandarin Chinese. And uh, we did, um, what else? What did I say? Forex, built websites. I wholesaled two houses. I mean, we did a lot of stuff. And um, finally, that brought me to the fund world and, and getting in the fund world. And I can talk about that story if you want me to Jalen, but that was kind of my mindset of, of getting to this. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the YouTube university where myself and many other, of my listeners are at right now. Um, but definitely getting into a mastermind like yours or something, um, something more exclusive and something more specific definitely gives you a lot farther. Um, at least I think. Um, yeah. So I, can I just talk about that for a second, by the way? Yeah, of course. I am such a huge believer in online education. Like the, this is a new world of education that's happening right now. If you're going to college to truly get educated, it's a poor way to be educated, in my opinion. It, um, it, it's very inefficient, the way classes are run, to actually teach you something that's gonna be valu a valuable skill set in the world. Current university structure is, isn't the best, most efficient way to do it. Um, and I, I put my money where I, I, in the last two and a half years, I've spent over $110,000 in online courses, programs, coaching, mastermind, and I still do it. I, I spend a lot of money on courses and education and programs because it's shortcuts. I love, I believe in buying shortcuts. You can learn from people who have already done it. And typically those people are not at universities currently. The people who are at universities are the people who went, and sorry, I'm getting on a tangent, Jalen. Sorry, here we go. But this is the people that are, that are at universities. Typically, they got a bachelor's degree. They couldn't find a job. So they got a master's or a PhD. And because they got a bachelor's and PhD, they again could not find a job. So they went back to education to teach other people how to do the same thing they did that they also can't use to find a job. It's insane. The people, typically the people at universities haven't done anything with their careers. They are lifelong educators, which is great. And I love teachers. I'm not saying anything against it, but if your goal is to make real money in a real world, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to learn from somebody who's never done it before. Who's kind of broke. A lot of college professors make an okay income. They're decently broke though. 
And so I, I was grateful enough to go to a school. Actually, I went to BYU, it was an awesome school. In the business school, is, I think it was kind of unique to this university. They had a lot of professors there that were retired, very successful in whatever field. And they just came to the university and donated their time to teach classes. I thought it was the coolest thing on the planet. My, I was a TA for a guy. He was worth about $250 million. And he had launched, uh, sold seven businesses. Incredible dude. I was his TA. And he just gave his time three times a week to teach a class on business. That was cool, right? So if you're going to do university or any type of education, find people who are who have done it, who have actually have real, real world experience. Now that's not true in every field. You can't always find that, but man, it, it means it's a ton. And a lot of those people right now, more and more are making courses or programs or just putting out free content on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And you can seek those people out. I think it's a, it's a great way to go about it. Yeah, I love it. As I said in the intro, um, before you hopped on the investments fund secrets has by far been the single best investment I put into myself for, um, for my education and also just for the networking too. Um, so let's let's talk about that a little further, the, the education part. Um, you mentioned you started six businesses and before Investment Fund Secrets, you actually started another course called Live Flip um, mm-hmm. where you yeah. taught um, a, a wholesaling course uh, with real estate. So what, what really changed? Um, we know investment fund secret secrets, um, at least from my point of view, is a wild success. So, what really changed between your other classes? Um, sorry, your other businesses and investment fund secrets. Yeah, it's it's a. I'm happy you brought that up. Actually, a lot of people on podcasts don't know that, which you. That's awesome. You know, you probably saw that in our back end program because we added it in. Um, I loved the idea of course creation. I thought it was a cool business model. And by the way, I am one who shops business vehicles. I think, I think through business vehicles in general, like, and by what I mean by a business vehicle, it, you can be the best concrete layer in the world or in, in your city, but you're capped at some level of income. The margins are so thin, you know, you really, you really got to do a huge, you have a lot of overhead. I don't like high overhead businesses. I want to find businesses that had huge margins that I could uh, run remotely, that I could scale quickly. Right. And I thought online courses were awesome. So it was like my first year of college. I had this idea, like we should do a course. And I, I wasn't an expert in anything. And so I, I, the live flip was the idea we're going to do. I found these two guys. They were both in their, I think, uh, early forties. They had flipped about 350 houses between the two of them. Really successful house flippers had no clue how to build websites to do online marketing. So I said, Hey, I'll do that for you. And so we went out, we had a film crew. We filmed these guys flipping houses and they, they documented the whole thing and how to wholesale and all that kind of stuff. I was, <clears throat> the guy who ran all the ads, all the funnels, all that kind of stuff for him. And, um, so that business was funny. So we, we put this, we put this content. Together. Actually, I personally think it was really good content. We filmed it really well. We had a professional team. We edited it. I thought the funnels were pretty good. And, um, and on the course, they find, they brought me and said, Bridger, we'll teach you as like the newbie kid. And then we'll be the experts. And I said, okay. So I was on camera for some of it. We go to launch this thing. And we do a webinar, right? A lot of people say like, you follow Russell Brunson. He says, do a webinar. So we did a webinar and no one bought. We sold it for like a thousand bucks and no one bought. And we're like, okay, let's try it again. So we like tried it again. We did another webinar. We got people on, we got like, I don't know, like 25 people on a webinar. I pitched them on the webinar and no one bought. And we did another one and we, we got like three or four people to buy. Um, and it was like one or $2,000. I can't remember the exact price point. And, um, we kept changing. Actually, we were trying different price points. We spent about twelve thousand dollars in ads, and we made back I don't know, 
eight grand or 10 grand. It was pretty bad. And it, like an, a, a course you should be like launching like crazy. Right. And we looked at it we'd spent like seven months building this business. And we we're like, shoot, like, why didn't this work? And I looked at it, I'm like, huh. And we actually, at the time, speaking of programs, I joined another program. It was, it was $15,000 for this program. I put it on a credit card and I joined this thing. And the, the first thing I realized in this program, he's like, you need to think about online real estate. And I thought, I'm like, man, that's a pretty saturated space to run a course on how to do wholesaling. And I started to look it up and there was like 50 other groups and we thought we were a little different, but I'm like, really like, yeah, Dean Graciosi, you've got these other, you know, bigger pockets. You got these huge players in that space of real estate education. And I was like, well, yeah, no wonder no one bought from us. Like, like a lot of people don't think about that online is it's just like in person. Like if there's six coffee shops at one corner, you wouldn't put a seventh there. Would you like, that's pretty dumb a brand new bit There's Starbucks is a Dunkin Donut. Like you're not going to put another coffee shop there. Right. But yet a lot of us online do the same thing. There's uh, 20 girls that do fitness training and I'm going to be the 21st girl that does fitness training and I'm going to beat everyone out. And it's like, no, like I have so many friends right now, literally friends that do that. Like the fitness, the fitness space is so saturated unless you have a really unique offer. It's a red ocean. And so anyways, um, that one, I mean, we, we kind of just folded that bit. We just kind of said, ah, like it's, you know, so the course I, I still think was really great. Um, and then, so about, then I launched my fund, my fund did well. And about uh, two years later, we had a, an idea to do investment fund secrets. And so, and we thought, man, we could do a course on funds. And I had my business partner, I had a new business partner at the time. He's really good at ads and funnels. He's like, I'm like, I got to run my fund. You got to, you could do this. And so instead of building the course for seven months, and then launching, like a lot of people do, they build their business behind the scenes for 10 months and then they launch it and they hope someone buys. We did the opposite. The first thing we did, we launched it day one. We, all we built was, um, <laughs> we built like six ads. I filmed it on my, on my iPhone. We built a landing page and a checkout page. That was it. We did had, we had no course, no product. We built nothing. And we just wanted to see if people bought and what the ad spent is we spent, a, I think it was like a thousand dollars on ads. The first weekend, we sold a course for $47 on how to start a fund. We really wanted to test out if people wanted to know how funds worked. And they, we actually, the first weekend we started to get some sales. And every time someone bought, I personally emailed them. I said, hey, the course is not built yet. It'll be built in a few weeks. If you want your money back, we'll send it to you right away. But if you want to wait around for a few weeks, we're going to build the course and we'll get it to you in a few weeks. The first weekend we had, we spent a thousand bucks. I think we made $1,800 the first weekend. And we were like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe like, and it was just, it was small, but we were like, people like this thing, you know? And of all the people that bought, I think only two people refunded. And we were like, dang, like this is freaking sick. And by the way, Jalen, interrupt me at any time you want when I'm talking, just cut me off. I'll talk, I'll talk forever. As you can tell, just cut me off whenever. But, um, we launched that and we were like, shoot, people like this. And so then we started asking, well, what kind of content do you want to see? And we started to build the product with the customers. And that was the best thing we ever did. So we, and we built a product that customers paid us to build versus the other way around of, we built a product that we love and we hope customers like it. Customers bought our product and told us what to build for them, which was a totally different way of building a product. And so we built that mini course. Um, we launched it the next month. Uh, we sold, we did, we spent $80,000 in ads the next month and we made back 79,500 like almost exactly break even. We lost like 
300 bucks. It was awesome. Which you might say, well, that's crappy. No, that was really good because we built a big list and a big, a big group of buyers. And then from there, uh, about a month later, we launched what we called our mastermind. And Jalen, you're in that program. That program's $2,000 currently. And um, we launched that to just our audience and over a weekend from Thursday to Sunday. That one we built out though first because we knew what people wanted. We built that out <laughs> and we made $147,000 in three days. All net, pretty much besides like Stripe costs. And we were like, shoot, like that's amazing, right? Like we were like, holy crap. And we, and for that part, we brought in all these mentors and experts and stuff and brought them together. And we made a, you know, a pretty, I think robust course. And, um, within five months, we'd hit a million dollars in that program. By the end of that year, about 10 months later, we hit 2 million. And then we had just, we, we now we've launched other, you know, one-on-one coaching programs, all that kind of stuff inside of there. It's been, um, it's been really fun, but that's how we launched it. We, we, uh, instead of, you know, trying to you know, guess we had the customer build it, you know, build it for us, pay us to build them the perfect product. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like you just kept the education up and just kept at it. Um, I know for most people, especially in um, my industry, uh, multifamily syndications, it's most people seem to give up after just a few weeks or just a few months of being turned down by investors or brokers but it sounds like you just kept it up for for months or even years until you really you really found success and you were able to make those six and eventually seven figures with your with your products. Yeah. Yeah, and, and our fund side too, it's the same, you know, same kind of concepts, right? Like the same things work on with a fund. You use it's actually they're people think they're totally different worlds. They're actually very similar. The marketing of a fund is actually very similar to marketing a course or an online product. Um, to, and now it's different. You're not spending Facebook ads. You're going to meetings and groups and you're pitching investors with a pitch deck, but it's actually, you know, the same principles and mechanics, the psychology of selling is actually very sim- similar. So, um, sorry to cut you off, Jalen, keep going. Oh yeah. No worries. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, what do you, what, what really keeps you, um, motivated and keep going? Do you have any sort of systems in place or is it really just something inside of you that, that just keeps you motivated? Um, that's a good question. I, uh, I think I, I think like a lot of people listening, you have an innate motivation. It's actually one of the entrepreneur personality types. A lot of entrepreneurs have that just in, uh, you're born with this, you know, desire for more that you're destined for something great. I think a lot of people can rest, you know, have that inside of them. Like I'm, I'm destined for something more. Right. Um, and so I think for me, there's, <laughs> there's the carrot and the whip in my mind all the time. You have the carrot of like, oh man, I'm going to have like a beautiful house and like the Lambo and the private jet and like, and not just that, like those are just material things, but Hey, I'm gonna have a great family. Like I'm gonna have the money to be able to help people around me. I'm going to be able to hire family members. I'm going to be able to, uh, you know, have a great life for my kids and have time. That was the biggest for me is like the carrot of time. I want to solve the money game quickly in life so that I have tons of time to go do hobbies and sports and be at my kids' games or go skiing or go travel the world, right? That was for me, like the big carrot, right? And if I grind now, a couple of years of hard work will leave me a life lifelong of freedom. And um, I've kind of gotten there at this point in my life. And it's actually really, I can't believe I'm here this quickly, but like that, you know, and I, I still like growing businesses because it's fun, but like, you know, we have, you know, quite a lot of financial freedom and it's pretty fun. Um, the other thing's the whip, right? The other side of it, that's the whip is, I'm going to be broke, right? I'm going to, I'm going to die 
alone on a street. Like <laughs> when people think of talking about motivation, I have that crossing my brain a couple times a day too. Like, shoot, if this doesn't work, like, like the whip of like, man, this sucks. Like I'm going to be, you know, and, and that's probably not the truth, but I like to tell myself that's the truth. Right. And so it keeps you as far as innate motivation. Um, I, I do. I like both of those, um, as well, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, but I, I think the last thing I'll say on that question too, about motivation is in all of history, think, think back to like the 1400s, the 1200s, this 500 BC. I mean, you had to be like, you were born and you became a carpenter or you, um, you know, did the, you were a farmer in the field or you were a, cause your dad was a sculptor. So you became a sculptor, right? That's really how it worked. And depending on where you were born and what location of how much education you got, it was really, I mean, it, it success was really determined by your, nothing you chose, right? Where you were born, I would say a lot of places. Um, and what society, if there was a stable site, were you at war with other countries, right? I, I can't think of a better time in the history of the world to be born, to be anything you want to be in this life. Like think about like the 1200s, you had to be in the right, if you wanted to build, have a big castle with, you know, some land, you had to be born in the right family, marry the right person. You had to do everything right or kill the right people, right? Like that was what you had to do today to have a big castle with a lot of land. You got to get on YouTube and learn a few things and just apply yourself and like, it's like, it's pretty easy. Like you think about like the history of the world, having a big castle with some land today, it's never been easier than ever before. And there's people doing it at younger and younger ages from every demographic, any background, because we have the internet and we have education. It's like, it's insane. So if I sit there and I think, man, at the end of my life, I'm going to look back and think you were born in one of the best in all the history of the world. You were born in the best time in the history of the world to be born. What did you do with it? Did you just work your little nine to five and hope that, you know, you got a pay raise at the end of the year and just kind of didn't like, no, I went after it. I took advantage. Like I, I put, I grabbed pieces. I saw this new world of NFTs and blockchain and crypto. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this and I'm not going to let this opportunity pass. Right. And yeah, I failed a couple of times, but overall I found success. Like that's a life fulfilled versus nah. Well, I was too scared when I was 30 and I was I was too timid when I was 35 and I was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to take a chance of myself when I was 45 and, and then I'm 65 and I kind of retire and that's kind of what I did. Like, what kind of life is that? You only get one life. All of us, we all know that we're going to die one day. Like you might as well go after it, especially in this day and age when like you fail, you don't actually fail. Like in today's age, you got bankruptcy, you've got food stamps, you've got assisted living. Like the worst, if you're living in America, the worst case scenario for you is you like, you lose all your money and you got to start from zero in America. You can go to a library for free at any time. You can go to public restrooms. There's, there's food stamps and kitchens. They have food for you. Like that's the worst case scenario. Are you kidding me? That's great. That's better than like 50% of the world lives is your worst case scenario. That's when you talk about running a fund, you find asymmetrical risk. That's, that's relatively low risk versus a high return of taking chances on yourself. So anyways, I digress, but that's, <laughs> that's how I think about it. Yeah, I love the message. It's so important. We really are privileged as Americans. Um, we have the internet. Um, even, even with the internet, our currency, um, minimum wage in America 
even with that, compared to other places in the world, you can even outsource a lot of your work. And building and scaling a business, it's really no better time than today, just like you said. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, let's talk about partnerships. Is that all right? Yeah, so, let's do it. So you have a business partner, Mason, who you guys um, work on investment fund secrets together. And I'm sure you have other other partners as well for your the funds that you run. So how do you, um, we talk a lot in, in the real estate space of building the team and finding the members of your team and putting a team together. So how do you, how did you, how do you know that you found the right people for your, for whatever project you're working on? And once you found those people, how do you really convince them to take a leap of faith with you and maybe do something a little risky or a little out of the normal? Yeah, it's a good, I like this question. And um, I'll share a few things that come to mind um, about picking partners. For, yeah, all that kind of stuff you just asked. Um, so yeah, I have multiple partners. Um, you don't know sometimes. I mean, I, I've, I've been lucky to have great partners in, in a lot of my business ventures. Some of them not so great, but like, you know, you can find the best person ever and just, it sometimes doesn't work out. Even the smartest people, business leaders on the planet, they pick bad partners. It just happens. And so it's good to understand that. And it's good um, to say, you know what? I'm going to do all my due diligence I can. And this person might not work out, right? And it's okay. And let's put some things in our operating agreement that make sure that if one of us wants to leave or whatever, we can, we're not going to be in this huge, crazy legal battle that it's pretty easy. Um, but uh, I, a few things that help me to pick good business partners. Number one, I got to really like the person. I got to like, I got to jive with them. I got to have fun. I got to be able to like hang out with them. Like if, if I can't spend a weekend with that person and have a good time, like we're going to be terrible business partners. Okay. So number one, I really like them. Number two, I look at their past history. Do they have a lot of dead bodies in their past? If they have dead bodies in their past, meaning past business partners that hate them and you know, just a lot of people behind them that just like, don't like them. Right. <clears throat> and you can, you know, in a, you can find stuff like that. And I would dig a little bit. I would go on their LinkedIn. I would dig and ask people, hey, do you know this person? How do you, what do you think of them? Have you done business with them before? What, what kind of partner were they? Were they always honest? Were they, you know, good to be around? I'm, hey, you know, I really need to know. Cause I'm, I might do a partnership with this guy. Like, what do you think? And um, I do a lot of that. Actually, right now I've got a few partners that want to partner with me. I'm doing a lot of that right now. And um, do they have dead bodies in their past? Now, everybody has, not everybody. A lot of people do have maybe one dead body or let's say two, you know, after 25 years of business, you're probably going to have one person that doesn't like you. And that's okay. But if you've got like set every business that you did, but by the, when, since you were 18 years old, every partner hates you, there's, you know, I don't think things are going to change for this next partnership. Right. And don't lie to yourself too. It's very easy, um, with partnerships to lie to yourself and say, Oh no. And just forget about stuff. Cause the money is going to be so great. And this person's so incredible. There's someone that just recently pitched me on partnering with them. And he's, you know, he's got a big social media following and a huge, you know, brand and just a really impressive person. And I just felt, didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel great about it at all. And I, I'm a very religious person. I prayed about it. I didn't feel good about it there. And every person, I'm not going to say his name, but every person around me would tell me you're an idiot to not do business with this guy. I mean, he's so successful. He's just perfect. You would be, it's just everything he touches turns to gold. And I said, I know, I'm sorry. I just, he's got some dead bodies and I don't, I prayed about it and I just do not feel good about it. And I said no to him. And that's that, right? I, I literally, I take it to prayer. I take every business partnership to prayer. 
Um, cause there's things that you don't know that's going to happen. Um, now the other side of the coin that I'll share about is how do you attract good partners? How do you, cause sometimes like when you're starting out, you're like, man, no one's going to want to partner with me. I'm 21. You're 21 right now, Jalen, right? That's how I was, right? I was 21. Like who's going to partner with me. Okay. Um, and I was able at 21, actually, I partnered with two guys in their forties that were flipping hundreds of houses a year. Like, why did they partner with me? I've got other, most of my partners besides Mason, most of my partners are in their forties and fifties. Why do they partner with me when I'm 26 years old? And I don't know, I'm not perfect, but here's a few things that have helped me. Number one, be a person who goes out and executes and does things. I think there's so much value in just doing stuff. Like people said, Bridget, you started six businesses, man. That was a bunch of, you know, a bunch of failures. No, it wasn't like I learned so much and I showed the people around me, like I'm willing to get stuff going and launched like that, like zero to one, Peter Thiel, like talks about the, the, the process of going zero to zero to $1 is a huge step to go from zero to $1 is an incredible step in your business. Your first dollar is insane, right? To go from zero to your first dollar. And I decided, Hey, I'm going to be a person who's a mover and shaker and be one who starts and goes. I'm not going to be on the sidelines, have ideas. I had so many friends at college. Oh my gosh, I got this idea for this app. It's going to be so cool. And they never did anything about it. And I would watch as someone who was running businesses, I would watch people in my classes that were in the entrepreneurship program. I want to see which ones actually started, which ones actually took initiative, which ones actually were, didn't just have ideas, but actually executed stuff. And those, I slowly started to approach those people. Oh, Hey, okay. You're actually doing stuff, right? And, um, it doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. I think there's a lot of value in, and then guess what happens? People will start telling their friends, Oh, you know, Jalen, Jalen's doing this cool thing. Like he's actually running it and he's got employees now and he's, it's not perfect, but at least you're doing it And your reputation. Literally, I, I, I won't do not underestimate the word of mouth reputation that you have. It's insane. Um, and if you start becoming a movement and shaker, especially at a young age, people start to look at you like, Whoa, like this guy's, this guy's young. He's hustling. He's going at it. He may not be perfect, but he's, he's a mover. He eventually he's going to end up doing something big. And so, and then guess what happens? Partners see see that and older people see that and they go, man, I like young, I like youth. I like energy. I want to be a part of this person and I want to partner with this person. And they start to approach you. And that's how, at least for me, that's what kind of what happened. And so I, 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 Jalen, you're on our calls. I tell people all the time, start doing stuff. I don't even care if it's the correct, if, if, if you're at part zero, and you're trying to decide which way to go, which direction, just start moving is my, is my opinion. Start doing stuff. And you're, you're going to figure out faster by moving than sitting in one position and waiting. You, you learn a lot more by moving and shaking and you attract partners that way and you get people in your circle. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So just two last questions and I'll let you go. Um, yeah. So you have successful businesses. Um, you have a beautiful family. I know you just had your first, um, your first son. And so what's really next for you after that? Uh, as far as personal things or business or just in general? Um, just in general, personal business. Yeah. So I, we just had a baby boy, six weeks old. It's awesome. Um, we plan to have more kids, me and my wife, and we'll, we want to raise an awesome family. Um, so that's what, that's what we're doing there. Um, as far as what's next, investment fund secrets, we're trying to grow like crazy right now. Um, we, uh, we have hired, how many is it now? Like 10 people in the last two months. Um, we're growing a lot and we're trying to really scale up and be a, you know, 
household name among you know different groups and bring funds to the mainstream is our goal. We want to have funds be a really mainstream topic and people can go and launch them and scale them. So that's what we're working on there. Um, I'm launching two more funds right now. I mentioned in the beginning. Um, that's the that's the plan. We've actually soft raised um, a lot of money in the first one. <laughs> I think it's near about fifty million dollars, and we're looking to raise about two hundred million right now in that one. The other one we are just launching as well in a crypt in the crypto space. So um, I'm launching new funds right now. We're growing the best fund secrets. Um, family's awesome. My wife's amazing, and we've got our little baby boy, and we're gonna try to keep uh, keep making a great family. We we want to do more um, with invest fund secrets. Sorry, I'm jumping around. We want to do more live events in person. We just had our first live event two weeks ago. We plan to do another bigger, you know, bigger, like thousand people in one, in one group, uh, tentatively coming soon. I won't tell the spill of the beans, but that's what we're planning on doing. So we've got a lot of stuff. I'm going to still keep going down these routes. Um, and, uh, just keep using what I've got to, to keep growing and scaling. That's the plan. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully maybe next year we'll be able to see each other face to face for once. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. You gotta come out. Yeah, for sure. So where can people find you and learn more about investment fund secrets and everything else about you? Uh, yeah. So by the, we actually just launched a free course on funds. Again, we're trying to bring funds to the masses, a hundred percent free. It's you put your email and, and name in, you come in, it's got like 30 plus videos in there, downloadable stuff that you can use. Why do we do that? Number one, we want to bring funds to the masses. Number two, yes, we do sell coaching and other programs that are top up tier. So I hope that you come in, we knock your socks off. You're like, holy crap, this is amazing. I want to launch a fund. I need like the help launching it. Cool. That's where we come in and help. Okay. It's hundred percent free for you guys. It's a gift. I'll drop the, I'll give you guys the link. If you guys want to go sign up for it, it's investmentfundsecrets.com slash free gift. So investmentfundsecrets.com slash free gift is you guys can go get, seriously, it's hundred percent free course. You're not going to get spammed with other stuff. It's, it's a course that we put together a lot of backend videos and content that you guys can have on launching and scaling a fund, give you the basics, the groundwork of doing what a fund is, how it works, all that kind of stuff. Um, so anyways, that's where you go. If you want to find me, Bridger underscore Pennington on Instagram or Bridger underscore Pennington on TikTok, come find me, um, send me a DM. I respond to all those and we can hang out. I don't have a crazy following. So yeah, hit me up and I can, I'll respond and, and uh, we can talk there. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Bridger. And hopefully some people take advantage of your offer and start taking action for themselves. Thank you, Jalen. It's been fun to be on.